Welcome to Talk is Jericho. It's the pot of thunder and rock and roll. And since it's Friday, you know what that means. It's time for the world-famous, critically acclaimed Duff McKagan joke of the week. It's Jericho. Duff McKagan calling you. How's it going out there? Uh, you know, uh, I just found this out. You know what you call a, a dog that can perform magic? Yeah. A labracadabador. Thank you very much. Goodbye. I like that one. My wife said that was the worst one yet, but I think that's pretty funny. A labracadabrador. Uh, Duff always delivers the goods. Uh, whether you laugh or not, he always delivers jokes and the laughs for us uh, every Friday. Thanks to Duff. And thanks to the Winnipeggers for also providing laughs every Thursday night at 9 p.m. Eastern on my Facebook page and YouTube channel. These are short and sweet, 30 minutes, but we'll leave you laughing, I promise. Spewey and Ribo and I going over our uh, lifetime friendship. This week, I believe it's uh, Heroic Moments. Next week, it's High School Fights. So come join us. Have some fun. And, of course, don't forget the Saturday special returning tomorrow night for a special late-night edition after the AW All Out pay-per-view. So watch All Out and then come hang out with me and talk all about it on the Saturday special. The return live this Saturday night on Facebook Live and my YouTube channel right after AEW All Out. All right, speaking of AEW and All Out, I got Eddie Kingston coming up. He's going to be competing in the Casino Battle Royal tomorrow at All Out. He's also had a hell of a match challenging Cody for the TNT title that got him his job here in AEW. And while he didn't get the title, once again, he got a contract. So Eddie's telling that story and the circumstances surrounding his challenge to Cody. Eddie's a great talker. He cuts awesome promos. He's going to tell us what inspires that. He's had quite the career on the indies as well. Spent time with Impact Wrestling, Chikara, NWA. He wrestled in the U.K., in fact, he was in England when the pandemic first hit in March, and Eddie talks about what it was like to get home to Florida as the borders were closing and flights were being canceled. It's a crazy story involving a $200 Uber ride. So much more to talk about. We're going to turn the microphone over to Eddie Kingston, making his Talk is Jericho debut now. So I've coming up on my 30th anniversary of being in wrestling and I wrestle in AEW I wrestle every week I've been around the world and I pretty much know almost everybody the one guy I did not know is Eddie Kingston and it's funny you're probably going to laugh at me at this when Cody was first telling about who he's bringing next week when he said Eddie Kingston the first name that popped in my mind was Eddie Edwards I'm like well that's not Eddie Edwards who's Eddie Kingston yeah, I'm better than Eddie Edwards. You're, you heard me, Eddie, because you're a Boston fan, and Boston's horrible. <laughs> but what I heard is like this guy's been doing this for a long time, and mm -hmm. he's a great talker. And then, of course, saw your match, love the promo, love the match, and here you are, you know, rewarded slash given what you deserve a contract here in AEW. <laughs> yeah, a little crazy. So, I mean, the best way that whenever this happens. I like to just find out, like, dude, where you been all my life? Like, <laughs> we've we've had a great rapport, and yeah, you, you know, you're one of those guys right away. It's like this guy's a cool fucking dude. Man. I just like to bust balls, man. I like to be a knock around guy. That's the way I was raised in New York to be, just a knock around guy. I was grew up in a union family, so you have to be able to talk to people and shuck and jive, as they would say. Especially you know in I mean? this job, too. Yeah, yeah. But but you know what I notice is that it's funny because. It's a kind of a newer generation of guys where they yeah. don't do that as much. No, they rather, no offense to video games, yeah. but they rather do that. And I get it. I get it's a different generation, but how are you going to get to know somebody? Right. How are you going to get to know if you can trust that person in the ring? 
You and, know what and, I mean? and even just talking to them at first, like, I remember when I first met like you know Jungle Boy. Like if you start busting <laughs> his balls, he kind of feels almost like you hurt his feelings or something. <laughs> And then you get used to them. Meanwhile, there's guys like you or me or, or Luther or Cody yeah. or guys that have been around. And that's you, I think the first thing we ever met, we're busting each other's yeah, balls the yeah. next week. Pause. We'll leave Pause. that out. Yeah, there's that. <laughs> but, but that. So that tells me that, and obviously you have been around for a long time, but mm-hmm. even that attitude yeah. shows me that you've been in the game for a long time. Yeah, because like I, I learned, like I said, from my family, but also my first year wrestling, I was traveling from Pennsylvania to Indiana you know, once a month to wrestle two shows for Ian Rotten mm. and IWA Mid-South. And Tracy Smothers was there. Right. And he taught me so much. And Tracy was the guy like, yeah, be yourself, bust balls, have fun. Yeah. You know what I mean? And Tracy did a lot for my career. I just want to put him over as much as I can. Well, let me let me piggyback on you. Tracy was also very, not instrumental, but very early in my career, I was in Smoky Mountain yep. with Tracy. And as much as, you know, there was politics and, you know, this other thing, Tracy was always kind of apolitical. Yeah. And he still gave me some great matches, uh, some great lines to this day. Where I was like, you know, we'll start slow and taper off from there. Yeah, that's what he said. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When I wrestled him, same thing. Yeah. Same yeah. Thing. Just like a, a, a super cool guy that, you yeah. know, he'd been around. So when you get in that position as a young guy, he's somebody that you feel comfortable and like, this yeah. guy can actually talk to this guy. Yeah. And like he carried me and my old tag partner and in matches and. One thing I didn't do to him, because I was told not to call him an old man, yeah. but we're in the middle of the ring, and he's calling stuff to me, and he goes, call me an old man, and I went, absolutely not. I won't do it. Spit on me. Call me an old man. I said, I'll spit on you, but I'm not calling you an old man, because then I did do it, and he gave me that, what is it, backhand yeah. thing? My ear was like, boom. I said, oh, that's why he wanted to do it. He got a little, I saw him like headbutt a wall once because he was so angry at something. <laughs> he punched one of those big steel bars in the middle of the room, and he's like, I should have done that, but this uh, yeah. you know? <laughs> tracy's a character man i wish they would do a show on him well right yeah right well let's before we go back to, to the tracy days for example tell us a little bit more about how you came into aw like how did you get the call to do that match in the first place? oh okay well uh the pandemic hit mm-hmm. i was in the uk doing a tour so i got when i got home uh all my uk money was gone because i had to pay bills I, I got a house in florida all this stuff and I just uh, finally got an indie show, and I was going to the indie show, and I was mad. I was mad that I had to sell my gear. I was Hold mad. On. Well, you had to sell your gear. You had to pay my mortgage. Wow. Yeah, and I had to sell my boots and, you know, old 8 by 10s I never do that. I had shirts made. I never do that, selling. So, so, so just as, as an independent guy, and I've talked to a few, a few mm-hmm. of the boys, that's something that must have really kind of scared you when the pandemic happened and you see all these bookings evaporate because you were very yeah. popular on the indie scene. I, I don't like putting myself over, no, to be honest. You're busy. But yeah, I was busy, yes. Right. Yes, I was very busy. And when that hit, I was like, wow, this is how it ends. This is how my career ends because of the pandemic. Mm. And I was like, man, I, and the only reason why I'm still wrestling is for my nephew. Because I want my nephew to one day go to school and be like, my uncle's a pro wrestler. Mm. Some little idiot kid goes no he's not pulls out his phone and there i am Mm -hmm. like that's what i want and i was like wow this is how it ends oh wow and uh i had a chance to cut a promo at an indie show and i just went off and i was uh i called out zach saber jr because i was supposed to wrestle him in england and i always want to get in the ring with him he's Uh, great yeah i love him love the guy i still want to beat his ass but i love him (laughs) then i called out nick aldis because at the time i was working for nwa Mm. and to me I think a lot of guys don't say this enough. The reason why we're in this business is to be a champion. Right. We didn't get in this business to be the opener. 
It should be the or, reason you're in the business. Yeah, yeah. I want to be a top guy. No offense to Mox. No offense to you. I, that's what I'm working towards. Right. You know what I mean? Like, if I'm not working towards that, then what's the point of being it, That's being exactly right. So I called out the NWA World's Champion, blah, blah, blah. Then I was like, you know what? For shits and giggles, let me call out Cody because he's just doing this um, open challenge thing. I was like, yeah, okay. And I just went off and just started going, you know, you talk about an open challenge. You're not facing men. You're facing signed talent that aren't going to hurt you. Mm -hmm. uh, you know what I mean? And then, you know, I'm friends with the Bucks and Kenny. So I was like, you know what? Let me throw a little dig <laughs> just, just, just for fun. You know what I mean? Nothing serious. And uh, I was like, oh, by the way, the guys that you run the company with like me better than you. <laughs> just a joke around. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? And people believed it. And out of nowhere, people were tweeting it and then hashtagging Face Eddie or whatever it was. And I was like, what is what is? I'm not very good at Twitter. Mm -hmm. I was just like, what is this? And then I got a phone call from uh, QT Marshall, and he goes, you want to wrestle Cody? I said, yeah, why not? That was it. I took it as another booking because I didn't see it as, oh, I'm going to go in there, and they're going to be wowed by me and sign me or whatever. I was like, look, I'll go in there, do my best, do my job, and go home. Get a little TV time at the very yeah. least. Yeah. Next thing you know, when the indies start back up, that's what I was thinking, right. jacking up my price. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And uh, I got to give Cody credit, man. He was so giving. You know what I mean? If He didn't have to do what he did in that match with me. He could have went in there and been like, you know what? You like to talk shit, kid? We're going three minutes. I'm beating you. I would have been like, okay, because that would have been my job. I'm not going to fight it. All right, man, whatever you want to do. But he went out there and he worked with me and well, we he beat was, each other up. He was very excited, too, because like I said, and this was not coming from a, a snobby standpoint. So I just, I, why have I not heard of Eddie Kingston? And he you was. You were busy with the rock and roll lifestyle, brother. I don't blame you. Come on. I think I said I was too busy working on top, top brother. That's what you were saying, yeah. And I just said, I have no comeback for this. I'm going to let him walk by. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah. No, but he, he was saying, like, I think people are going to really be excited about this. And I was like, well, f it, dude. Like, as we were talking, not that I have any input when it goes on the show, but we're going to start off as a surprise. Yeah. And I was like, okay, well, if you think it's going to be that way, then, then he's going to start with a promo. Yeah, yeah. That was, that was his idea, the promo, because. He hit me up and said, hey, what music or graphics do you want? I go, why? I'm not signed. I'm mm -hmm. coming from the outside. Why would there be a promo package in music for me? And he was like, how about you come out cutting a promo? I said, okay. Mm, good idea. And, good, yeah. point. good point. And I just, went, I just went to him. I said, hey, don't take offense to anything I say because I have to break it down to people. Sometimes I go, whatever I say about myself is a shoot so I can put myself in the mindset that it's real. Mm-hmm. And whatever I say to you, is, it's all the work. Mm -hmm. I don't want, sometimes, I'm not going to lie, sometimes people get sensitive when I say stuff. And mm -hmm. I'm like, come on, mm -hmm. we're working. This is not, come on. Right. If you want to go outside and do something about it, okay, <laughs> you know. You may beat my ass, but I'm a grown man. I, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I'm not going to back down. So. But, but, uh, but as an as a antagonist, mm. that's kind of your job. Yeah. I mean, the, the best promos are you put the guy over, but then you bury him At the same, as well. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. And like, I also knew what it, we were doing in the match. So I said, oh, let me, let me add things like, oh, you're not going to outgrind me. I knew he's going through tax. I knew I'm going to tap out. So, okay, he outgrinded me. So he uh, won up the heel or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I was like, oh, let me do that. Let me say that stuff. And then the shoot part was that I grew up with alcoholics and junkies. You know what I mean? And that resonated with a lot of people. I didn't know that. What was the line that you said? Uh, I said you grew up with one of oh, supposed superstars like Arne, well, used to be superstars like Arn Anderson. 
I grew up with junkies and alcoholics. Mm-hmm. You couldn't last a day in my shoes. Right, right. You know, right, and, yeah. I, and I did. You know what I mean? I felt kind of bad. I had to call up certain family members and be like, hey, man, I'm going to say this thing. <laughs> and uh, it was funny. They showed it in one of my uncle's, sh- uh, one of my family members <laughs> showed it to someone in AA. And they were like, well, he's not lying. Mm-hmm. And they started just laughing, having a good time. So that was the whole point. It was, it's all part of story. So that's all it is, you know, from the promo to the match to the after. Like, I made sure they shot me selling, but not selling like, oh, no, I lost. Selling like, I was so close. But that, that's what I really, and that once again, that showed your experience. Yeah. That, that's, that's a layer of, of selling, acting, yeah. emoting. You, you were pissed off at yourself. Yeah. You, you were skating down the ice in overtime and you missed the fucking Yeah, there net. you go. Yep. And you know you're never going to get another chance never again. Never get another yeah. chance. And that's why I asked him if I could cut a promo after because I wanted to show how mad I was. You know what I mean? Or how distraught I was because the TNT title meant so much to me. Because I grew up watching wrestling where all the titles meant something mm-hmm. because the guys would, that's all they wanted was that championship. Or like Flair would say, this is the greatest championship in the world, and then go to WWF at the time and say, this is the top championship, right. but you still put it over. Sure. And uh, that's what I grew up on. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to make sure that, okay, Cody, my job, Cody gets over as a tough guy, but now the championship also, I got to get that over. Mm-hmm. It's not about me. I'll just talk or go home. Mm-hmm. I did my job, I'll go home. And that's the way I looked at it. You know what I mean? I wasn't looking for a job. I was just happy for the opportunity. I was happy for the money to come in so I can, you know, put it towards my bills. For another, for another month or whatever. Yeah. No, are, do you have a, are you married or kids? No, okay. no, no. No woman wants to marry me. And I, don't, <laughs> I don't blame them. I'm a little bit of a nut job. I don't blame them at all. But still, when you're forced to have to sell your gear just to stay mm. alive on your own, that yeah. shows just how dire the situation was. Yeah, and I didn't want to leave wrestling. Yeah. Not after I met my nephew. I was mm-hmm. not going to leave wrestling. So let's talk about where the idea for the tax came from in that match with Cody. But before we do, it was my wife Jessica's birthday this weekend. We had a small get-together with friends and family at our house. But my kids also wanted to do something special for her, so we made her dinner one night. And it was thanks to HelloFresh that my kids and I made mozzarella-stuffed caprese burgers. These uh, were legit as well. Mozzarella cheese stuffed inside the burger, topped with tomatoes. We grilled the burgers and the tomatoes, and the girls made Parmesan potato wedges to eat with. It was delicious, so... It was really easy as well because it was a HelloFresh recipe, which means everything that we needed to make the special dinner was delivered right to our front door. We had pictures on the recipe card, which was easy to follow along with. And in true HelloFresh fashion, we had the whole dinner made and ready to eat in less than 30 minutes. HelloFresh has so many recipe options to choose from. There's something for everyone in their meal kits. We do the family plan, but they've got low-calorie, vegetarian, and kid-friendly options as well. All the ingredients are high-quality and pre-proportioned. And 90% are sourced directly from growers. HelloFresh is delicious and nutritious. It's also super flexible, so you can change delivery days and food preferences. You can skip a week whenever you need to. Now you can skip the grocery store as well. No need to break up the mask and the hand sanitizer to go shopping. Just order HelloFresh and have everything delivered quickly and safely with their contactless delivery and tamper-proof packaging. So go to HelloFresh.com slash 80 Jericho. Use the promo code 80 Jericho. That's the number is 80 Jericho. And get a total of $80 off your first month, including free shipping on your first box. HelloFresh.com slash 80 Jericho and save 80 bucks off your first month, including free shipping. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. Additional restrictions apply. Please visit HelloFresh.com 
for more details. So when you talk about the match and, and like, for example, the tax, I mean, I'm sure that's a Cody idea or where did that come uh, from? I just, uh, Cody mentioned it and I said, okay, yeah, I'll do it because I've gone through them before. Mm-hmm. And he's like, no, no, I want to. And that's when, for me, the promo kicked in my head right there and then. Okay. If you want to take them, fine, bro. You know, they're not bad, but they do <laughs> suck. So, but then the promo came in my head. You know what I mean? And I, I'm appreciative of Cody because he wanted to do something different. Well, that's what we do here, though. We, everybody here, like, I just came up with some ideas for the next few weeks, like I said, next few months, plugging in a couple guys that, that haven't been in that spot yet, but they're on yeah. the roster. They're here. We want everyone to be a star, and whether you come from the outside or not, he he brought you in, yeah. and you were here for a reason, and, you know, you weren't here for a job, but deep down inside, like, you never know what's going to oh, happen. Oh, yeah, no, that was always in the back of sure. my mind, but I also was setting myself up just in case. not to get disappointed, yeah. you know what I mean? Like And like you said, everybody here is trying to help everybody. That takes me off guard mm. <laughs> i'm not i'm not used to that like i told you when you took it so funny story folks chris jericho texts me tells me hey man baba bye gave me good advice i appreciate it then i'm sitting there looking at my phone and i go okay that's cool but what the f- does he want and i remember telling you that and you were like gee there it is there's the veteran in you i was like yeah, the, when's know. the burial coming yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, when, yeah. when is he gonna bury me to tony and say i don't know about that kid well, and the thing is, like, I, I don't know why I, I decided to text you, but I remember watching and, and just thinking, like, I appreciate, you. you know, the work that you did. And like I said, the fact that I that I hadn't seen you before, right away, you know, this guy is doing Thank this you. for the right reasons. Thank you. And you know what got me mad? I saw on, I try not to go on social media right, and all that stuff because that energy, I don't want to waste my energy yes. on that shit. Also, I got to try to lose the belly more, so I'm trying to go more to the gym. But... When people were like, oh, Chris Jericho didn't know who Eddie Kingston was. I was like, why should he? Well, and that's yeah, not, in, in my opinion, why should well, he? The, is, the thing is to me, it's not a cut down because it's, it's, I, I'm mm-hmm. not like a, a, I don't watch every wrestling show. But the point is, that's neither here nor there. As soon as I see this guy, it's like, this guy's legit. Thank you. Because he talks like it's hard. It's not easy to be a great talker. No, no, it's, it's not. not. No. And it's, it's it, I'll go one step further. It's actually kind of rare to see a great talker nowadays and, yeah you know what i mean and that's what when i saw that and then see your match because the thing i really liked about the match is you guys like you mentioned you beat the shit out of each other yeah yeah and that was great because in our company there's a lot of finesse there's a lot of yeah. amazing athletes all guys like me and you have is we better be intense with what we're doing yeah because i and i tell people when they bury the style mm-hmm. and a lot of guys do i go look i don't bury it because i can't do it right if i could do it better than them i'll bury it all day right but what can you do that yeah. they can't do let me yeah. be intense and look like a f- street yeah. fighter and i was also you know brought uh, i was able to learn from guys like tracy and others story story it doesn't matter what you do story right. if it doesn't make sense it's not going to make money mm-hmm and I was like, oh, wow. And, and that, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. And I just, every time I do a match, I always think about what's the story? What am I going to get out of the, my opponent? It's never mm-hmm. about me. And I hope my opponent also wants to do it for me as well. But sometimes they don't. No. And, and, but, so then but, you beat them up. But, <laughs> you know that. Come on. Like, you haven't beat up some young guys. Stop. Come on. The idea at this level is we both work together to put each other yeah, over, right? Yeah. So were you surprised, uh, happy, uh, excited about the re- the response that you got from that match? I couldn't believe it. Because it was over the top, yeah. huge. I did not, uh, I didn't understand it, and it and it, it blew my mind because 
I didn't know that many people even cared. You know what I mean? And I was just doing this out of the love of it because take you back, I was iron working in New York. I was 19. And I saw all these older guys like in their 60s and 70s who shouldn't be working. But you knew they blew their pension on something. They're sitting there drinking on the job, coughing up a lung, spitting up blood. And I'm like, there has to be something more to life than this. And I've always loved pro wrestling. Mm -hmm. uh, people say that all the time. But like, I'm a hyper kid, or I was a hyper kid. And the only way my poor, beautiful Puerto Rican mother can keep me sit down and shut up was to put on wrestling. <laughs> that was the only way. And because of her, I got to see Eddie Gilbert on a Memphis tape that she grabbed that, yeah, I'm, I'm dating myself from a video visions, not even a blockbuster, a, a corner store. And I remember seeing Eddie Gilbert and going, oh, I wanted to do this. Mm -hmm. So he was my first inspiration. What was it about Eddie that you, that you loved? The way he was just such an asshole. Yeah. You know? yeah. And he just, first off, his name. I'm a young kid. Oh, Eddie, Eddie. But then as time went on, I was like, God, he's just, he captivated me. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Everything he said. And then I would, you know, during tape trading days, before YouTube, folks, <laughs> where you had to wait months for your tape That's to come in. Get your then, catalog with all the... Uh, yep, and then you hope and pray to God you don't have to mess with the tracking too much. <laughs> you know? The tracking. I oh, my God. Years. And then it's right in the middle of the screen, and you're like, Jesus. Just but. in case anyone... So you have a VHS, oh, and wow, you would yeah. get a, a tape, like you said, that might be two or three generations old. So you'd put that in, and you'd have a little button that's tracking. It was a dial mm -hmm. that would help with the static. If there was lines running through, and if you went to the right or left... If you were lucky, it would go away. Yes. Or it would get really bad. It would get worse. One of, yeah. yeah, but you, yeah. you made do. Yeah. You made do with it. <laughs> I haven't thought about that in years. Oh, man. <laughs> I still think about it because I still have some of my tapes. Right? Still to this day. Yeah, yeah I won't let them go. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, then I saw Eddie Gilbert cut a promo on tape uh, about Jerry Lawler after Jerry Lawler uh, burnt him. And I was stuck. Mm. I was just captivated. He, he ripped off the bandage. He had, like, the, with fire the, in the, the fake eyes. fire yeah, bruise yeah, yeah. and... Just him laughing into the camera. I was like, oh, man, yeah. this is great, you know? <laughs> and uh, that's what got me into wrestling, and that's why I loved it ever since, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? And then, that's like, selling my stuff wasn't a big deal because I just love this. I want to do this. Until you the did not want to stop, and you're going to no. die trying. I was going to try. Uh, look, yeah. I'll go, look. I tell people all the time, I'd rather, and they think it's like a tough guy line. It's not. It's what my father taught me. I'd rather... I'd rather die broke and standing on my feet than living on my knees and die rich. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, this is what I love to do, thing, yeah. and that's it. There's no freaking bank job or warehouse no. job or whatever no. for you. No, I would have sold the house. I would have lived in a cardboard box. <laughs> I would have done what I had to do just to do this. So, But you did do what you had to do to get mm -hmm. the call to come here. So you get this great reaction from the match, and then how, how do you get the call that they came in? We're going to... Uh, Christopher Daniels uh, hit me. I, again, just to let everyone know, I know almost everybody in this working company. working for yeah, with all these guys. All yeah. these guys from multiple years. Yeah. Uh, he calls me up. He goes, hey, man, we want to bring you back, blah, blah, blah. I said, yeah, sure. Again, just the booking mm -hmm. at the time, I'm thinking. I come in. I, I get a call from the competition. Uh, I talk to the Of course you do, right? Yeah. 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 After you were on TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, to be honest to them, uh, you know what I mean? They were trying to get me to coach. Gotcha. For years. You, you, okay, gotcha. Yeah. But my thing was, and I told them, I said, I can't collect a paycheck if I didn't earn it. You don't want, yeah. And they were like, what do you mean? Uh, and my thing was, I was going to go in there, coach, be bitter and angry about coaching. Right. Not getting a shot. And these guys who don't, they love wrestling now, 
because they're at the performance center. No offense to them. No getting paid. Yeah. It's great when you have it under contract you yeah. know, in your first year. Or but when it you're is. on the road getting paid hot dogs and soda, <laughs> you know, but uh, I would have I would have been so bitter and angry. I wouldn't have done a good job and I would have been detrimental to those kids. Mm-hmm. So I was like, nah, I'm good. Mm-hmm. And then so anyway, they now they were talking about other things besides coaching. And uh, yeah, I had to weigh my options and uh, I came here. And I told a couple of people, hey, look, competition hit me up. Just letting you know. I'm not begging for a job. Yeah, that's what you do, though. You just, tell yeah, yeah, just letting you know. It's very hard for me to play this supposed wrestling game. Political game, right. It's very, very hard for me. Mm-hmm. To the point where, side story, to the point where Homicide, who's my mentor, I called him up one time. And I was like, man, I feel dirty. I feel like I was playing the game. I want to throw up. And he was like, what would you do? And I told him. And he said, shut up. Mm-hmm. Just go do your thing. I was like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, man, I just said that to them. And then uh, next thing you know, Christopher Daniels goes, hey, here's a contract. I said, excuse me? <laughs> he says, here's a contract. I said, yeah, yeah, I'm going to read it over. But <laughs> let, me, let me digest this real quick. After 18 years of busting my ass, loving this, seeing guys who I helped make it, and that's fine. Like, but, you know, this, let's be honest. There's always a little bit of hatred there, like, yeah, I hel- I helped these motherfuckers. Now they're in WWE or AEW, and I'm still stuck. Here. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah, you know you're happy for them, but there's still a feeling there because it's competition. Yeah, yeah. I was just blown away. I was blown away by the reaction. I didn't deal with the reaction until last week, hmm. where in front of the my lady friend, <laughs> uh, I broke down crying. And she's like, "Why are you crying?" I was like, "I can't believe this." Mm. And she's like, "Oh, this is old." I go, "Yeah, I just never dealt with it." You know what I mean? And I broke down crying, and then I went, okay, enough. Yeah. I was like, now it's time to go to work. It's time to make AEW money. It's time to be a top star or whatever it is. You know what I mean? It's time to go. Yeah. And that's it. You know what's great is that, um, like I was telling you earlier, I always write stuff far in advance. Yeah. And I was looking for something for to kind of take up some weeks to lead to this mimosa mayhem match and my idea for, <laughs> the, the, name. for the week before was to have you know i call a bounty hunter in to beat up orange cassie to soften <laughs> him up for me and the idea was eddie kingston and when yeah, i told I tony that, that i said yeah well we just signed him I'm like oh okay well um well then let's not use that because my idea was like well like, i didn't think they were going to have you around for two yeah. three four weeks because yeah. it's you know it's 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 this week as we as we record this and i was like well that's great like my plans, what am I going to do? <laughs> he got signed. Wait a minute, don't sign him yet until <laughs> yeah, I'm done. Yeah, yeah. No, but, but the point is, I mean, that, and that, here's another thing. I mentioned Luther earlier. I love these types of stories where, where Luther got signed after yeah. 30 years of never oh, having a national contract. Yeah. 18 years. And this is not from anything other than not from lack of ability, not from lack of effort, not from passion, desire, just for some reason. Oh, it, I, can t- I can tell you the reason. Tell us the reason. I, I was fat. Oh wow. God, I was fat. I was 290 pounds. Really? Yeah. Maybe that's why I don't recognize you. Yeah, you lost was, a lot of weight. Now I go from 230 to 240. That's but my. You were 290. I was 290. I got a call to go to Japan, which was the original goal for me to go wrestle for uh, Osaka Pro. Okay. In 2011. Right. And I said I'm not going there and embarrassing myself. Just lost the weight, started working out more. Gotcha. All that stuff. You know what I mean? So I just fluctuated that and my mouth, my big mouth. Big mouth behind the scenes? Behind the scenes, yeah. Hmm. There were moments where I should have shut up, but I didn't. Give us some examples of that. I, not to name names, but I've told plenty of promoters, f*** 
you. Mm. Where the fuck's my money? Mm-hmm. Um, I talk shit about guys right to their face. Mm. And they're like, what do you do? Uh, especially early in my career. Mm-hmm. They're like, hey, man, he has indie cred. And I was like, fuck out of here, indie cred. <laughs> Come see me in the parking lot. Let's go. Right. And they're like, no, he'll bury you to so-and-so. I was like, go ahead. Yeah. And they did. And they did. And then next thing you know. You learn the hard way. Yes. But one thing I am very proud of, I didn't change who I am. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm still me. So what you see right now, Chris, has been me my whole life. Mm-hmm. Santana and Ortiz, that's why they mess with me all the time. They're like, yo, you never change. I go, what? But the thing is, as you get older, you realize you don't have to change, but you also realize, hey, dick, sometimes <laughs> yeah, yeah. just tone it down a bit. You yes, know? That, that, that to me is called maturity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely that's matured right. more. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I also learned where to put my energy, where not to put my mm. energy. And that all started because of the pandemic. Because I was sitting there like something got to change. If with me personally. Mm-hmm. And then uh, a close friend of mine, I think you know him, Loki, yeah. called me up and was like, Eddie, you, you take your energy and you put it towards negative things. Mm. He goes, for as many, and me and him are close, he goes, for as many years as I've known you, you always put your energy towards negative stuff. Mm. You've never put it towards you. You never put it towards the gym. You never put it towards Muay Thai, which I do. Nothing. Your energy always went to something negative. He goes, stop. And like something just clicked in my head. And mm. I just stop. Like today, if something happens today where guys are arguing and yelling, I'm like, eh, I don't need to be there. Mm-hmm. It's not my business. Right. Now, back in the day, I'd be like, yo, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. But Loki's a guy who's been very set in his ways, though, which might have been a detriment to his career in <laughs> yeah. a lot of ways, too. Right? I love him. I love him to death. Yeah. He's one of my closest friends, man. So he reminds me a lot like a modern day version of Sabu. Yeah. Very talented, but very stuck, and I don't give a shit what anybody wants yeah, no, to do it my way. He does not care. Yeah. He does not care. And me and Homicide try our best to mm-hmm. be like, nah, man, try it. Nope. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, that's you. Yeah, so man. did you, you worked in Impact or TNA before? Uh, yeah, I worked in Impact. That's one of the reasons why, uh, one of the, yeah, my mouth got me in trouble the first time. Okay, with, yeah. was, it, was, it, was it with Dixie was in charge? Uh, I was with, uh, Dick, well, I got Dixie money, as I called it. So what happened was, let's go with the story. I got a tryout with WWF E, and then uh, two days later, I signed with Impact. I was like, look, man, I'm not waiting six to eight weeks. Is that what they want you to yeah. do? Yeah. To make their decision? Yeah. Gotcha. I said, I'm not waiting that long. You already know if you want me or not. Right. You know? Yeah, right. Right and, off the bat. And yeah. they were like, oh, okay. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to take this money and go. I was with a girl. Uh, I'm not going to bury her, folks, but I was with a girl, and she wanted a house really bad. So I signed with Impact. Uh, something went down. Uh, I'm not going to get too deep into it because, you know, people who need to know know. Me defending my woman, I went off, and instead of people fighting me, they do what they do, which is they f- with my uh, with my money, and basically just didn't book me, wouldn't let me out of my contract. Oh, so this is somebody in the office. You're yeah. like, oh, I got But you, you know what? I had it coming. Right. Because how am I going to go on a, <laughs> yeah. say, hey, motherfucker, so how dare you hire XYZ if I go there, I'm fucking him up and whoever hired him. Right. And they're like, oh, really? <laughs> okay. Yeah. So I went in ready to go. Uh, Shane Helms, love him to death. Yeah. He just goes, hey, Eddie, calm down. Let's try to talk this out. And uh, Jeff Jarrett was there at the time in charge. Me and Jeff are good now. And uh, I just... Jeff said something that kind of triggered me, and I just went to Jeff, and I go, I want my f***ing release. And I walked away. And <laughs> Shane Helms was like, what the f-? You know? <laughs> Homicide was there, because Santana and Ortiz, actually, that was their debut. 
You guys were like all the LAX. The yeah. Or was it these original LAX? Uh, Homicide's original LAX with uh, Hernandez. Hernandez, right. Yeah. So he was there with Santana and Ortiz, introducing them as the new LAX. Gotcha. And it was their first day, and they loved this story. So it was their first day, and I didn't see them yet, and I had the discussion with Jeff. And I go walking by, and I'm pissed up, full of piss and vinegar. And they were like, yo, Eddie, what's up? I said, yo, not now. And I kept walking, and they were like, yo, it's our first day. It's our first day. But then, you know, I apologized. I was told to apologize. I didn't want to. And then, you know, they did what they did. And I don't blame them, though. Keep you at home and don't use it. Yeah, uh, yeah, I don't blame them. Because if, yeah. if I was in control, and yeah, somebody it, acted up, I would do that. I'd be like, well, you know what? We're going to starve him out. Especially if you say, I want my f***ing release. <laughs> yeah. Uh, sure. Anything you want, sir. Like, yeah. doesn't really work. No, it doesn't. Way, no. Right? And uh, me and Jeff are good now because I, I tell people I'm not a vindictive person anymore. Right. But, like, Jeff went through some problems. And I remember hitting him up going, hey, man, are you okay? Because I was thinking about his kids. Mm-hmm. I wasn't thinking about him. He had, his, he had to go rehab and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was thinking about his kids because, like, someone can Google your name now. Yeah. And next thing you know, again, you have that bully in school. Hey, right. your dad had to go to rehab. And I was like, oh, man, that sucks. Mm-hmm. So that's how me and Jeff became cool again. I just hit him up. Like, I was legit concerned. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I don't hold. I'm a grown man. Right. I don't need to hold shit anymore, you know? Right. So what what was kind of your uh, your experiences with WWE besides like did, you said you had a try was that the only time it, 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 was there any other times when you no that was it just yeah. one tryout you know what I mean again because I was fat I was fat and I talked all this shit and did what I wanted and uh, just had the tryout and William Regal great guy to me you know what I mean I think he was always trying to get me there mm-hmm. but again I just I made my own choices and. Again, it, I needed money. I needed to get my ex at the time a house so she can shut up. <laughs> Let's be honest. <laughs> and then, God bless her, though. I wish her all the best. Yeah. Um, no, for real, I do. But yeah, so she wanted the house. So I was like, man, I got to get this money quick. Because I was raised by my mother and father. They stay together. And I don't think my father would mind if I said this. Uh, my father's a recovering alcoholic. He came home one day. My mother said, you drink again. I'm leaving you. He has not had one drink since mm. and i'm like no admirable way. yeah yeah i was like no way no way you had to relapse nope mm. 40 plus years wow sober and i said oh so that's what a man does for his wife so okay so when i'm with a girl i do the same thing so she wanted mm. a house okay i'll get, get you your house yeah i'll do what i have to do right you know right well, let's talk about some of the territories you worked at, and we'll do that. But first i want to thank rocket mortgage by quicken loans for sponsoring talk is jericho Finding a new home that fits your family's needs can be tricky. You want room to spread out, space to gather, and a place to get away from it all. Luckily, when you need a mortgage that fits your family's needs, a great place to look is Rocket Mortgage. That's right, getting a mortgage is a necessary part of the home buying process for many, but it doesn't have to be a hassle. Rocket Mortgage gives you the tools you need to understand all your options and purchase with certainty. Want to see how a different down payment impacts your monthly payment? No problem. You can see your loan options, adjust payments, and closing costs online in real time. How helpful is that? Rocket Mortgage built a home loan experience designed for you with certainty at every step and no unwanted surprises. You can relax knowing you're getting a home loan that fits your life. If you have any questions now or along the way, their online home buyer's guide has tons of great info to help you move forward confidently. 
So when you need a mortgage lender that fits your life, Rocket can. Get started online at rocketmortgage.com slash Jericho. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLS. Consumeraccess.org. Number 3030. Remember, Rocket can. What was it like for you then? Uh, were you working, like, where were kind of your home territories? Uh, Jakarta. That's where I was trained at. Uh, Mike Quackenbush, right, 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 right. uh, Reckless Youth for a Day. <laughs> uh, Chris Hero, uh, who, me and him do not get along. Okay. But he was uh, one of the trainers. And then Claudio came in. Well, he wasn't That's training a, me, but he was here. Pretty pretty good roster, pretty good pedigree. Yeah, a lot of guys here. Yeah, yeah. Are uh, from there, yeah. Now, explain what Chikara was or is or whatever it is. Is is it kind of It's l- lucha and Japanese influenced like Michinoku Pro. Okay, but is it kind of goofy at times? Yes, yeah. kind of goofy at times yeah. and then here I come. <laughs> just serious, no mask, just beating people up or whatever mm. and Quack likes to put things in comics. Mm-hmm. So, the way he explained me to Chikara World was I was the Punisher. Hmm. Well, everyone else is the mask and all this. Here I am. I'm mm-hmm. coming in just trying to kick somebody's ass. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, sure, I'll take it. Mm-hmm. You know? Again, a lot of things I just take because I just want to wrestle. Right. And then I make it my own. Right. And then that's it. it you like it or you don't. Like, what so can I do? Is your character like that we're seeing now in AEW pretty much the character you've had your my whole, whole career? Life. Yeah, it's uh, Eddie Kingston is me at 17. Turned mm. up a thousand notches. That's it. And those are the best characters, the best well, gimmicks. I heard from two guys who you beat. Huh? Let's get that over. Two guys you beat, Rock and Austin. <laughs> Same night, by the way. <laughs> I got you, bro. I got you. I'm going to do that for if you. Steve was here like, geez, you're still hanging your hat on that bullshit. And I would look right at Steve and go, bro, I would. <laughs> you know? That's I right. would be selling books, too, and everything <laughs> off, just off that. But uh, T-shirts, too, now? Everything. Yeah. That's a good idea. I should do that. There you go. You're welcome. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll cut you in. <laughs> well, Satan and Ortiz still haven't cut me in on their <laughs> thing, 10% boys. Anyway, yeah, I saw an interview with Steve Austin Rock, and they said, oh, yeah, this this is just me turned up. Mm-hmm. And I uh, that always stuck with me. And I said, okay, well, the guy like Steve Austin who made unbelievable amount of money and saved the company. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, so I'm going to do that. That's the way I looked at it. Mm-hmm. Like, so Eddie, perfect sense. Yeah, Eddie Kingston to me, Eddie Kingston is me at 17, turned up a thousand notches. Mm-hmm. That's it. At 17, I was, I was, you know, I was doing my thing. <laughs> I was getting in trouble and being sneaky. Being mouthy. And yeah, mouthy, fighting every five minutes if I could. You know, I was just an angry kid growing up. So tell us about Santana Ortiz. You've referenced them a few times. Did you kind of help them get in the business? or? Oh, no, no. I met the, they got brought into the business by someone they probably don't want me to mention, so gotcha. I won't. But you re- you took took them early. On. We not no. Well, I've met them through the years, and they're New York guys. New Yorkers stick together. It's a weird thing. Mm-hmm. We just do. And uh, Homicide, who was a, a mentor for all of New York, he's my mentor, and then became mentors to those two. And because of that, I was like, oh, okay, you're family. Mm-hmm. So I just helped them, and then we went to my second run in Impact, where it was old LAX, me, Homicide, Hernandez against new LAX, Ortiz, Santana, and Conan. Mm. And no, just help them, talk mm-hmm. to them. You know what I mean? Just they're like, Eddie, what do you think about this? What do you think? You know, that that was nothing crazy. And we just stayed friends, you know. And they would hit me up. <laughs> they would hit me up about their AEW matches. Oh, what'd you think? I didn't watch. <laughs> but then ten minutes later, I would go, All right, guys, this is what I saw. <laughs> Did they like what I always said? No. But that's good though. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie to them. Yeah. 
I'm not going to sit there and go, that match was great. Yeah, when pe- People don't need to hear what they want to hear. They need to hear what they need to hear. And that's what I've also noticed with a lot of younger guys. Mm-hmm. They'll ask you like about the match or something. Then they'll be like, hey, but did you see this? I'm like, no, I don't mm-hmm. care about that. Mm-hmm. I care about this sucked, that sucked, this sucked, improved on this. That's mm-hmm. it. They want to hear how good they did. Did you ever uh, go to Mexico through Conan at all? No, I went to Mexico uh, maybe my second year in gotcha. at some little crappy indie. Okay, and you never actually stayed there. No, yeah, like got thirty dollars, I think. Maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe. So no, yeah, no, I've been Mexico, Germany, uh, France, the UK, like oh, Canada, all that stuff. So you mentioned UK. Were you there for an extended period of time? Yeah, I was there for a three month tour starting in January. So tell us, oh, so really? Just before? Just before the pandemic? Yeah. So when did you get home from that? Uh, the day Trump said that they weren't letting nobody back in. Like March? March something, like 8th, 9th, something so, like okay, that. So let's talk about this. This is very interesting to me. So you go over to England, and obviously you've been around the world, and you go there in January. This is mm-hmm. when there was just this little rumblings of Oh, yeah. It was the uh, whatever disease they said it was. Like It was not coming to it over here. Yeah. SARS-2 or whatever. So 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 you went there. So before we get into that, so you go to England for three months. Mm-hmm. And how does that work? Do you have a house, or are you just living? Oh, I'm, I was staying in a house in Wolverhampton uh-huh. with my boy Baz and... Uh, uh, my little cupcake, I call it. My little homegirl, Charlie Evans. Mm. And yeah, just dude, I was wrestling every day almost. Every day? Every day. It was great. It's what I wanted to do. You, do. do you like, uh, meet up with a couple of people and ride in the car? You got yeah, in meet up or? with guys like uh, Chris Brooks and Kyle Fletcher and guys like, yeah, I'm putting you guys over. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, they'll find you on Twitter. I don't know your handles because I don't pay attention to that, you know? How did you find the, the English style in comparison to, you know? Oh, I loved it. I loved it. They got me. Mm-hmm. They got what I was doing. I, every time I go in the ring, I try to fight. That's it. Whether you want to go wrestle, hold for hold, that's fine, but I'm still going to fight. Mm-hmm. If you want to brawl, even easier, even better. High mm-hmm. fly, that's on you. Maybe I'll do a tope tops, <laughs> you know? Right. But yeah, I, every match I go into, I try to go into as a, as realistic as I can when it comes to professional wrestling, mm-hmm. you know? I really try to think like, like, how am I going to mess you up if this was a real fight, mm-hmm. you know? I understand do it within the rules if I'm a baby face or whatever. If sure. I'm a heel, I'm biting you, trying to rip your eye out. You know what I mean? Anything just to get the win. What are your differences then if you're a baby face? Me as a baby face is more fire. It's more not screaming and yelling at the people. I don't like doing that. Mm-hmm. It's just more like grit. And my, like Kenta Kobashi. Mm. He's my actually favorite wrestler of all time. All right. On. So grit in my teeth and never dying. And, and you know what I mean? Instead of me hitting... A cool suplex, I'm clotheslining you in the face to try to, you know what I mean, get you. I think you'd be a, a good baby face. I mean, not having seen you, but just even the confines of AEW, mm-hmm. it's like I think that you'd, you'd get over Thank really you. well as a baby face. Thank you. I just, I also love selling. Uh-huh. That's my thing. Which I, is the secret to a baby face. Yeah. yeah. I just, I also like it because I like tricking people. That's my like little devilish side. How do you mean? Well, uh, I was, my knee, selling my knee against Cody. That was I, great, yeah. Thank you. I had a bunch of people hitting me up. Hey, man, your knee okay? <laughs> and even some people in the business. So I would write back to them. You know, this the bust their balls. I go, no, I'm fine, Mark. <laughs> I always find if people ask me that, I'm like, oh, yeah, I really tweet it, man. Like, just for my own like personal pleasure. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's I'll the take same it as thing far as they can, yeah. Yeah, it's the, same, it's the same thing with me with getting them. Like, yeah, I got you. Yeah, I got you. Hey, you're going to buy this? Okay, yeah. I'm going to keep stringing it along. <laughs> yeah. oh, I may need surgery too. Yeah, I don't God know, knows, man. You know? Cooking, I, got, like, I don't have enough money or health insurance to get the surgery. <laughs> yeah. 
So when you we go back to we're talking about being in England in January, how long was your tour supposed to last for? Uh, three months. I was supposed to go January to March, but when the pandemic hit, I missed like four shows. So what was it like for you being in Europe? Because it's obviously a little bit scary. When like when did you start realizing that it was it was an actual thing? <laughs> when at like four o'clock in the morning, I get a text message uh, from a, from a friend of mine going, "Hey man, you may not be able to get, come back home." And I'm like, what, "What what are you talking about?" Then of course I'm on my phone going through the news and yeah. finding stuff out. And I'm like, "Oh man, this is this is really serious." And then it, uh, I was like, well, the UK shows are still going to run. So if I get stuck here, at least I'll have shows or whatever. Then the show stopped. Yeah. And I went, oh, no. And then it was Trump said, we're not letting nobody into the country. So I spent like about $1,000 to get a flight home, uh, land in Montreal, trying to get my connecting flight. They go, no, you can't. I said, so, excuse me? Wow. No, you can't. You have to stay a night in Canada. I live in Orlando now. Right. They're like, but we'll fly you to Miami tomorrow. I said, all right, whatever. They mm -hmm. paid for the room, gave me a, a cheap voucher, whatever. I got a steak, so I was good. <laughs> and then uh, we land in Miami, and I'm like, okay, I'll take a bus home. It's not that far. It's like three hours. Not a big deal. It was 12 hours because they had all these stops in between. So I looked. The people that were trapped or whatever? Yeah. Oh, wow. So I went, all right, how much money I got from the UK? I'm looking. I said, okay, I got a pretty good penny. Took a $200 Uber home. Mm. I was like, I got to get home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was it. Got home, ate five guys, got a pint of ice cream. <laughs> got medicated, <laughs> yeah. as, as people say, and yeah. then that was it. I was home. So how long did you actually have to get out of the country when uh, President Trump said he was closing the borders? That must have been a crazy uh, story, Eddie trying to get out of Europe, and I want to hear more about that. But first, I want to talk about something that's starting to come in handy on Thursday mornings after AEW Dynamite. We usually go to have a couple of drink skis after the show on Wednesday nights, and then everyone catches a flight home on Thursdays pretty early. Uh, and sometimes those Thursday mornings can be tough. I know you guys have had a morning after as well. You know how brutal they can be. But I found Goody's Hangover, and now I have no problem making the plane on time. Goody's Hangover is pain relief at the speed of powder. It can help relieve the wicked headache that usually accompanies a hangover. It'll take away the minor body aches that you might be feeling, and it'll help you restore your mental alertness. So say goodbye to the fatigue, drowsiness, and grogginess that hangovers usually cause. And did I mention that Goody's Hangover tastes great too? Comes in a berry citrus boost flavor. You can toss it back as is, or you can mix it with water. Don't let a hangover slow you down ever again. Get Goody's Hangover and let its formula stop pain fast and provide that boost of alertness you so uh, desperately need at those times of massive hangovers. Uh, and now you can have a fun night without worrying about how you feel the next morning. Get yourself some Goody's Hangover at Amazon or Walmart. Goody's Hangover, real medicine for real hangovers, fast relief with a boost of alertness. So how long did you have to get out of the country when Trump said... Like, One day. One wow. day. So I just went on my phone real quick, boom, 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 did what I had to do. Only good things about phones. Well, that's... Yeah, because imagine the, 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 the uproar of people trying to get the hell out of the, out of the country. Oh, it was crazy. The, uh, the airport was nuts and people were... Here, this is my thing. I get people getting annoyed. I get it. I get annoyed way too much. And I understand people getting aggravated. But when we're in this situation, you getting all huffy and puffy and pissy at the people working there ain't going to help nobody. You're holding me up, and my flight's like in an hour, so let's just get this moving. I always love that when there's some kind of a uh, like a weather delay or a mechanical delay. Oh, God. And the, the 
guy's cutting a promo on the lady at the desk. <laughs> and you could tell she's like, I don't give a shit. No, I'll she goes, my, my home is 20 minutes from here. I'll send your bags to Hawaii. Keep this shit up. <laughs> but it's like, why is it that lady's fault? And also, too, when people complain about a mechanical problem, I would much rather find the mechanical problem on the ground than be in the air. Than up there. Yeah. yeah. You know? Be in the air and, guy, and the guy going, ah. And <laughs> the check engine light came. I don't know. Something like that. <laughs> Remember that thing that you didn't watch when we said, here's how you breathe out of the bag? Yeah. We're falling in 30 seconds. So uh, maybe you should have paid attention. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What? <laughs> but uh, no, there was one time, Joey Janela will even tell you this. We were at a show in Atlanta, and we're coming home from Atlanta to Florida. And uh, a guy committed suicide in the Orlando airport. So, of course, our, our flight got delayed. People were so mad and, and bitching and moaning at the people behind the desk. And I'm like, you know, a guy just... right." killed himself yeah you know that right like this that's the issue yeah and then for me i always go back to kids because i'm thinking in my head these kids little kids go to disney they're having a great time what if one of those kids saw that guy jump off and mm -hmm. kill himself like that's going to traumatize whoever saw that right but these people are like i need to get home and then i'm like god damn. i had i remember i was flying home from an ecw show this is like gosh 24 years ago i'll never forget the guy's name his name was something can we there's our doctor's a doctor the guy had a heart attack on the plane and we had to, to land yeah and I remember his name was everett for some reason everett and and then you did the the ambulances are on the tarmac and you know and people aren't complaining but you can see these guys looking at his watch we're in st yeah. louis it's like dude everett is here having a heart attack i'll tell you what if chris had a heart attack i'm praying that you land the plane yeah you know so uh don't you dare roll your eyes if i'm having a heart attack because i'll pop right up and give you a good shot before i go back from the grave if i have to yeah but i've never got that about people never got that and you talk about ecw real quick i stopped watching i stopped watching wrestling because i was such a bret hart fan when bret hart lost to Shawn michaels i was like i'm done i'm done in anaheim the wrestlemania 12 yeah i said i'm done watching because to me bret hart was a shooter Right. Came from the dungeon, you know? Yeah. Sean did all the cool high-flying moves, but I was all about Brett. He was the grappler. Mm -hmm. So when he lost, I was like, I'm done. I was also 13, 14 at the time. <laughs> so I was like done with the kiddie stuff. A friend of mine goes, watch this. Puts on ECW Gangsta's Paradise. I was hooked. Mm. I grew up with guys like New Jack and Raven, Dreamers from Yonkers. All, all the, and then, you know, you had guys like Taz. I was like, oh, I know dudes like this. Yeah. Not that miserable, but I know guys like that. No, I'm joking, Taz. <laughs> no, you're, you're true. He'll, yeah, tell, he'll tell you the truth. He'll tell you. Oh, I was miserable, brother. <laughs> <laughs> I choke you out. Uh, so, yeah, that. And then that's why that night, not kissing your ass because I don't have to. You know mm. you know your career. We're already here. Yeah, yeah you know. Uh, but when you and Taz were talking about ECW after the show, I, I don't know if you noticed I was there like this. What, the afterwards? Yeah, yeah. after I was leaning in going, yeah, yeah, tell more stories about that. No, that's cool. And it's funny, too. Like, you don't, it's one of the things I really appreciate about kind of this, I don't know what you, what you want to call it, resurgence, career resurgence since 2016. Mm. It's something that I said uh, when I started working with, with, with Kevin Owens. And, and, yeah, that's my uh, man, by the way. That's my boy. Great guy. Yeah, uh, I love him. I love you, Kevo. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, 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 you know, Seth and, and Sammy and uh, Roman and all those guys. Uh, you had to work with Sammy. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I actually like working with Sammy. I got he in, knows I love him, but I got into his head. Yeah, a lot of yeah. people don't because of. Uh, I, but no, yeah. that's why I do love him, right? Because he that, drives people yeah. nuts, and I think it's hilarious. <laughs> one time we were putting together a match, and it was a one ladder match or something. And <laughs> Claudio was like, "Sammy, uh, Rami, can I say something?" And Rami goes, "No." <laughs> he keeps going. Yeah, and Claudio, like we were talking about uh, Cesaro, he, he literally. <laughs> 
get the steam coming out of his ears. I used to live with, with Cesaro. <laughs> really? In Pennsylvania. And let me tell you something about that guy. He's like a big, dumb dog. Oh, yeah? He really is. <laughs> so I'm playing around with him, joking around, and I give him like a little dead arm to the arm. He decides to hit me back. I said, what do you... I fall to the floor. Yeah. Because he hits me so hard. And I go, what are you... Bro, we're playing around. Oh, oh whatever, King. Oh, oh. I'm like, no, I'm on... This hurts. I have a bruise on my arm now because of you. We were in uh, China and uh, uh, like in Shanghai, and there's a ping pong table in the middle of the dressing room. <laughs> and of course, you know, I, I you and me play ping pong for 30 seconds and we get bored. There's a massive game between Claudio and Neville Pack. Of course. And these two guys look like fucking Forrest Gump. Oh, back of you. And they would not, and they went for like half an hour. And then finally, of course, Claudio, because he's the ultimate athlete, won. Yeah. But, but Ben was so angry. And I was like, who in the hell? Only in this business can we come to China hungover, jet lagged, yep. and we got the Swiss versus the Englishman from Newcastle, which yep. is from Northern England, super miserable, having this amazing <laughs> ping pong tournament yep. in the back room. Yeah, he actually, uh, Pac uh, lived with me, Claudio, and Chris Hero at a time. Wow. For like two, three months, I think, or something. So, yeah, like, I know them very well. And, like, where was that? In, uh, in Pennsylvania, middle wow. of nowhere, fucking Pennsylvania. Thank God I got out of there. Jesus Christ. Was it like, uh, I think back to the days when I lived with guys in Smoky Mountain with like, you know, New Jack would come over and crash the place, but you'd be <laughs> hanging there with this guy and that guy, Floppos. But it, you, that crew doesn't seem as crazy, though, because I know no, that I was Pac the, and Claudio don't drink. I was, I was the crazy one. <laughs> yeah. I would come home, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then, of course, Claudio would be like, are you hungover? Screaming in my ear. I'd be like, yo, if you weren't so big <laughs> and so lovable. I would punch you right in the face. So total physical specimen. Oh, God, right? I hate him so much. Every time he puts up a picture of him online, I just write, he never responds, by the way, but I write, grow up. We get it. We get it. <laughs> yeah, okay? we know, we know. But my point was working with those types of guys, mm -hmm. and then and then you realize that these are guys that were eh, influenced, but let's use the word influenced by what I did and, and the companies that I was in, yeah. but then also being able to learn from those guys as well. Yeah. That gave me a whole new perspective as, as, as a wrestler and as a performer to where... You know, a lot of older guys would be like, yeah, you know, that's yeah, no. stupid. I never thought that way. No. You know, and you have to keep your mind open and, and continue to learn. That's how you stay relevant. Yeah. And you know, all do, you know, all due respect to you with that, because uh, especially in the situation you're in now, mm. a lot of the old school guys do not enjoy Orange Cassidy at all. Exactly. At all. Like I've seen old school guys and no, I'm not talking about Cornette, the other guys. <laughs> Other guys wish death on it on the, on him, and I trained with Orange Cassidy. He trained at Chicago. The Philly guy, right? yeah. yeah, Fire Ant, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh come on, kayfabe, Chris. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> I didn't say who it was. Leave that out. It's, it's uh, <laughs> I like the I like the Fire Ant from Chicago. What's yeah. your point? Who doesn't? Yeah, I don't. No, ah, uh, <laughs> but yeah. So just you know, it's it's just crazy. Like let the kid go. But to me, the it's like when you first came out. Like the idea of wrestling is to be different and get over. Yes. If you can do that, you'll make money. And listen, is it a six foot eight muscle guy? We went through that phase. Uh, yeah. You know, is it a five foot six guy with a mask? We went through that phase. When I first came in here, I had a big uh, issue or, or uh, problem with Marco Stunt, Orange <laughs> Cassidy. Um, there's another one too. I can't remember who it is right now. Oh, Chucky Taylor. Chuck look at these uh, guys. Well, look, Chuck Taylor, I get why. He looks like <laughs> shit. But you get, smells like shit. Well, you know, it's a horrible person. No, I'm joking, no, no. Chuck. Go ahead. But, but, you, but you get in there and work with him. Like this guy is good. Yeah. You know. So instead of you know Ray Mysterio and Bobby Eaton and I don't know what Orange Cassidy would even be related to, you know, some whatever other character <laughs> there is. 
you now have Marco, who's a smaller guy, and yep. you have Chuck, who doesn't have the, the, the best physique, but is a great wrestler. Yeah. He and reminds me of Bob, uh, Bobby Eaton. Not of Bobby, but in that Same style. Yeah. And then you got Orange, who's completely carved out this whole new character for himself. As soon as I actually pulled my head out of my ass and went, holy shit, this guy is over. Yeah. That's what it's all about. Yeah. Let's do something with this, you know? Well, it's about making, at the end of the day, this is a business. Yeah. If you see that you can make money with somebody, why not? Mm-hmm. Especially with your name, mm-hmm. that you can bring credibility to the kid now. Right. right why right. not? Right. You know what I mean? It just makes sense because then you look like a darling for working with the kid. Mm-hmm. He gets better because he gets the rub. AEW gets better all together. So this helps everybody. Sure it does, yeah. Why not? Why not? And look, you, I understand why the old school guys. Uh, hey, that's all right. Guest uh, Tony. Oh, no, wow. Look who it is. All right, I'll take this opportunity now that Tony has uh, popped in to share a friendly reminder that the folks from NHTSA want you to stay safe this Labor Day weekend. Everyone knows about the risks of driving drunk. You could get in a crash. People get hurt or even killed. But let's take a minute to look at some surprising statistics. Almost 29 people in the United States die every day in alcohol-impaired vehicle crashes. That's one person every 50 minutes, 5-0. And even though drunk driving fatalities have fallen by a third in the last three decades, Drunk driving crashes still claim more than 10,000 lives each year. Drunk driving can have a big impact on your wallet as well. You could get arrested, incur huge legal expenses. You can possibly even lose your job. So what can you do to prevent drunk driving? Here's what you do. You plan a safe ride home before you start drinking. You designate a sober driver or you call a taxi or ride-sharing service. It's so easy to do nowadays. If someone you know has been drinking, also take their keys and arrange for them to get a sober ride home. We all know the consequences of driving drunk, but one thing's for sure. You're wrong if you think it's no big deal. Drive sober or get pulled over. So we just got some uh, direction from Tony, and Bill Watts' name was brought up. I never heard of Tony. Who's that guy? TK, as I know him. (laughs) My personal uh, friend, TK. I was waiting in line for three hours to talk to him. I went in there. You were sitting down there. Just sitting down, bullshitting. Eating the steak. He was talking about, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of which, Chris would, uh, the time I wasn't signed yet, you would come up to me and go, hey, man, you just here for catering? And I go, yeah, brother, times are rough. I got to get something free. <laughs> I said, take it to go bag and we'll yeah, see you in three yeah. weeks. So Bill Watts, we're talking about him. Uh, that's probably one of the guys that like I wish I learned from. Because when I watch the TV, I go, that's, that's the way he's supposed to be. Heels up. Mm. Get the people interested for next week to see Duggan or DiBiase or JYD get, get their revenge. You know what I mean? To me... My personal two favorite bookers, or whatever you want to call them, were Bill Watts and Paul Heyman, because I just they drew me in. So you know where I mean? were you able to watch Bill Watts? Tape trading, brother. Okay, because so, I was able to watch him in '87, weirdly up in Canada. So, ah, so you were getting those tapes and just watching them? Yeah, because I knew ten Eddie, years later. Yeah, because I knew Eddie Gilbert was there. Right, right. right. I knew about the Russian flag. Mm-hmm. That they put it uh, over Watts and everyone went nuts and I was like I gotta see this. What's the big deal? There were some great angles. Oh back my then. god! And the people were foaming at mm-hmm. the mouth. I was like, oh, this is Terry Taylor and Chris Adams. Yes. Yeah. Oh man! And then when DiBiase turned on JYD, <laughs> I was like, and that's why he had the glove on the whole time. All that stuff, you know. And then ECW with uh, everything Raven did with. Uh, I hate putting him over, but no, I'm joking. Hey, yeah, hey, that's hey, why. Your punches aren't good. Yeah, that's why I don't. No, he's 
<laughs> no, no, no. Scotty's awesome. Scotty, yeah. But uh, him and Dreamer, him and Sandman, him and Stevie Richards, him and Funk, those stories, Taz and Sabu and the Dudleys, all those stories, like, that's what got me with ECW. Shane Douglas with, uh, with the Pitbulls, where he almost started a riot because he grabbed his halo, and I was like, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, you know, Dreamer doing his best. Uh, people ask me, who do I pick from, like, selling-wise? It's Dreamer and Bret Hart. Who I, I saw the Dreamer. That might have even been why I used the catering line, because that's what Tommy would always say. Yeah. I'm just eating and catering and just doing my job of having catering and doing nothing. <laughs> yeah. That, that, a little bit of that, Tom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he, he was he was so good because he could sell. Yeah. And Brett, great point, too. Yeah. Oh, God, the way Brett would sell. I try to steal things, and I'm like, well, I can't do that, but let me see how they mm-hmm. did it. Same thing with Kenta Kabashi and Kawada, the way they would sell. I'm like, this is amazing. You can tell that you have a real big wrestling palette, so to speak, all those guys you just mentioned. Yeah, I try. I, yeah. I really do try because, again, it's all about love. It's all about love for this, you know? And, like, after my match with Cody, I'm talking to Arn. I was asking you. I was asking Taz. I was asking Jim Ross. Like, give me something. I want to learn. And uh, Jerry Lynn gave me the best advice I ever got. Not advice, but something he said to me still stuck to me. He said, Eddie, I don't know nothing, and I've been in this business X amount of years. And I said to myself, if Jerry Lynn can say that he doesn't know anything and he's always learning, who the f*** am I to say I know anything? So that's what always kept me wanting more and learning more and just trying to be better, trying to be a better professional wrestler, trying to be a better performer. Like, I want things to work. It's not just about me. I want things to work. I want to be part of something and make it work. Well. And, and now, as we as we start to wind down here, you are part of something. It yeah. seems like kind of is this your first kind of national contract? Well, you you can uh, you can say Impact was right at the time because they were with Pop TV, I think. Sure, at the time. okay, gotcha. So yeah, but this is the first place where I feel comfortable mm-hmm. being myself. That's why I told you it's weird. That's why I'm always looking at people like, okay, it takes a while to get over that. Yeah, I'm like they're yeah. laughing at my joke, but are they gonna run and tell Tony yeah. that I made this maybe inappropriate joke? Next thing you know, it, I'm done. And we and we don't do that here. Even Cody and I have discussed it. Any, any little elements of snaky, snaky is yeah, it's, business, it's all out. We're, we're stepping on it. We don't want any of that. If you have a problem, let's work it out. Yeah, my my thing too is I never understood. We're all supposed to be grown men. I never understood the behind the back thing. Mm-hmm. If you have a problem with me, let's talk about it. If we can't talk about it, then let's go outside. Well, especially if we're on a team together. Yes. Right? You know? Yeah. If we were on a football team and I don't like the way you kick or the way you throw me the, the, the snap me the ball, I'm like, hey, dude, can you slow down and yeah. speed up? And only in wrestling do, will everyone else know that you don't have a, a good punch except for you. Right? It's the guy. Look at that guy's punch. Ha 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 ha. How was everything? Could- yeah, that punch. It? Oh, it's great. Oh, that punch was, bro, oh, it was great. Better than Garvin. Better than Garvin. Yeah. <laughs> better than Garvin. That's just, just that's yeah. And like, it, it's good that that culture at AEW is being stomped out. Right. And uh, again, the real reason why I signed here was my mother. She goes, "You won't be happy at WWF." Or tell us about that. Why would she say that? Because she just knows me. She knows that I wouldn't be able to bite my tongue. As a coach? As or a even coach. as a wrestler? Or even as a wrestler, yeah. Uh-huh. Like, for instance, I walked in, me being me, I misread the email on my tryout. So I had to go get my physical off-site. Got it off-site, came in. I'm not going to say what coach, but one of the coaches go, oh, Eddie, it's nice for you to join us. I looked at him, I went, come on, you know where the f- I was. And I just went, oh, no. 
Oh no, I shouldn't have said it. It just came out of me right away. Yeah. But again, like that would have been it too. Plus, uh, I'm not. I'm not trying to give negative people my energy, and I'm not knocking the guys they have in NXT because I know a lot of them, and I appreciate a lot of them, and, and I've helped some and wrestled all of them. But there's also some there that are just negative for me, and I can't be around that. Mm. I'm done being around negative because when I get negative, Chris, and it's not that I'm a tough guy, it's just that I do what I have to do to get this anger out of me. Mm. So if that means I got to punch somebody, if that means I got to get drunk and fight somebody, I'll do it. But I don't want to do that mm-hmm. no more. I'm 38 years old. I don't want to mm-hmm. be that 38 year old in a bar with a bunch of college kids headbutting them, like, <laughs> and them not knowing why. You yeah. know what I mean? So no, it's the negative, the negativity that I would have got there. I think my mother was like, "It's not worth it." Well, it seems to it's quite transparent that that's a the, big word, brother. I know. I actually had to think about that for a second. Yeah. GED, folks. The fact that you had, you know, you got this call. After you're on TV here, and now it's not to be a coach, now it's to do other things. I'm assuming wrestling. You have to know. It's like, guys, come on. I I smiled and went, come on. But then in my head, I went, be a businessman. Right, of course. You know what I mean? I could have been, come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was like, all right, whoever offers first. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And then they offered, AEW offered, but the AEW offer was like legit Mm -hmm. right there in front of me. Yeah. Yeah. And then I'm a mama's boy, as you Mm -hmm. probably could tell. And my mother put it the best. You wouldn't be happy there. I said, well, Ma, you just made my decision for me. And that and, was it. And now that you're here, last few questions, what's your kind of goal in, in AEW? Be the top guy. Mm-hmm. That's it. You know what I mean? But doing it right. Like, I'm not going to go to Tony and talk shit about you. You know what I mean? Or No, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For real. I'm not going to go to right. the after party and go, Tony, Tony, Tony. Yeah. Uh, Mox, blah, 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 blah. I should do this. Or Tony, 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 Coney, blah, blah, or Young Bucks or Kenny or whoever. I want to earn it. I want my goal is to be the highest rated segment on the show every week, no matter what it is. I thought it was great to put you with, you're now with Butcher and Blade. Butcher and, and Blade Lucha, Lucha and Brothers. the Lucha Brothers, and I've known them for years. Yeah. Been on the road with them, especially Butcher and Blade. And Penta and Phoenix, I used to see them four times a month, four or five times a month at shows. You know what I mean? To the point where I have a little rapport with them where I call Pentagon my best friend. And he goes, oh, how, how about my brother? I go, ah, oh, shit. I go, <laughs> Pentagon, tell, you tell great story. Your brother, Spot Monkey. <laughs> <laughs> shits. Yeah, shits. And they're like, ah, oh, f*** you, Eddie. You know, it's just a good rapport. What was the mindset in putting you guys, putting you with those guys? Uh, they. Tony idea? Tony idea. Yeah. Tony goes, hey, what do you think of this? I go, are you going to pay me? He goes, ah. And I go, whatever you want to do, I'll make it work. Mm-hmm. And that's it. And my, like I said, now my goal is to be the highest rated thing. But now that I have Butcher, Blade, Penta, and Phoenix with me, I want to make them with me. Let's go. Yeah. Let's do this together. Let's be the highest rated thing together. Mm-hmm. Let's get the people, whatever, trending. I don't even know what that means, but yeah, let's trend. Let's trend, baby. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, it's, it's, and it's not to knock anybody, but I feel like hopefully that inspires other guys. And then they want to be the top. And then it, we're just, again, healthy competition. With each other. Once again, you've been doing this for a long time or you're not taking it for granted, the fact that you're in this position. No, I can't. I can't do that because, man, I was broke like a month or two ago. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And now that I'm not, it's like, okay, but I'm not going to look at a gift horse in the mouth and just rest on, okay, I got the contract. That's just the beginning. Yeah. To me, the day I signed it, I went, oh, now it's on. Yeah. Now it's a new chapter and let's get money, man. But when I say let's get money, I mean... Let's draw money yeah. to AEW. Isn't that the point? 
of what we're doing is to bring people in, even though there's no crowd, but well, there's a crowd tonight, I think. Yeah, but there's people watching, though. We need the yeah. ratings and advertisers and, and, yeah. and just the buzz, continue the buzz. And that's the point, though. Yeah. You know what I mean? A lot of, and I don't think anybody here, but just a lot of young guys in general don't think like that. Yeah. And I didn't either until I had the old school guys go, no, no, Eddie, go this way. Trust us. We've been there. Tracy was one of them. Homicide, Loki. Go, go over here. Dreamer. You know what I mean? So I got lucky to meet a lot of good guys. I, I met some assholes, and they know they're assholes because I called them that. <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? I met some women that were not very nice either. Was, you know, but I called them things. They called me things, and that's it. But, <laughs> you know, life goes on, and all I really want to do. I talk all this stuff about money and drawing people. And all honesty, Chris, the thing I want to do the most is make my nephew and my niece proud. Mm. That's honestly, I, you could take me off tomorrow. My niece and my nephew can go on the TNT app. TNT, you hear me? I'm putting you over. <laughs> or whatever, YouTube, and go, that's my uncle. Mm. I'm good. Yeah. You can take me now. I'm good. Last question for you. What's your favorite match that you've ever had? The one that's None. None? None. Every match I can do better. Every match I can do better. Man, I go back and watch some of them, and I go, oh, you fat shit. Or, oh, what were you thinking there? That made no sense. None. None. I can tell you my, I can tell you my favorite old Japan match. Which is it? I got Kenta Kobashi versus uh, Masawa. Which one? June 11th, 1999 or 98. From Budokan? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, you already know. Well, it's, it's hard to say because those guys, every match they had was great, especially oh, at that time frame. Yeah. Well, everyone knows who follows me on Twitter. I don't know my Twitter handle, so if you're going to put that over, that's a, you got to find <laughs> we'll a different. We'll figure it out. We I just, all I know is Eddie Kingston 81 on Instagram. That's yeah. all I know. But, oh, you're uh, Mad King 81, I think. Yes. Yeah. Yes, there it is. Gotcha. I forget. But uh, yeah, All Japan was, uh, so for me, the inspirations were, of course, WWF, NWA, but And as I got older, it was ECW and All Japan. I didn't want to go anywhere but All Japan when I broke in. And did you, and did you ever get to go? Did no, you, I went to Osaka Pro. Osaka Pro. Yeah. yeah. But let me tell you something. Hey, All Japan, I'm on TV now when this pandemic ends. <laughs> That's me trying to play the game as best I can. That and me calling out Jun Akiyama on Twitter. I don't know. Yeah. Again, I don't but know. You how don't it works. even know if you hit the right uh, Twitter address. Oh no, 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 because there's no blue check. I think mark. I think you called her Jane Akiyama. She's Jane, really pissed yeah. off at you. Jane, she, Jane, in, hit me up. She's in Denver. She's waiting for you. <laughs> yeah, waiting, waiting to kick my ass. <laughs> well, dude, it's great having here, man. And like I Thank said, you, it's man. great to get to know you. And uh, we got a lot more. To oh come. yeah, we got a lot more time to go for me to bust your balls, you to bust my balls, and then make fun. Why of don't you suck my pause? Pause. There it is. <laughs> 